We're back from the weekend on Locked on Coyotes. The Tucson Roadrunners had a very quick exit from the Calder Cup playoffs. We're going to talk about their series with the Coachella Valley Firebirds on today's episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. Your Locked on Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode of Locked on Coyotes, brought to you by Game Time. We got a great show for you on today's episode. The Tucson Roadrunners had a uh, very quick stint in the Calder Cup playoffs um, as the as a seven seed in a division. But hey, you know what? Um, that's that, that's a discussion for later, as we uh, or from last week. If you if you want to turn back to that, but it was very quick. Carl, a three game series, a best of three. The Roadrunners were able to take one game out of Coachella Valley, but ultimately, it it really just was no surprise of this series. I think I had yeah. low expectations going in, and I'm not disappointed. I think they, you know, I think this is uh right right right, right around where we're expected here. Yeah, it's definitely one of those situations. I don't think uh, anyone really had the Roadrunners taking the series. Uh, I think when they evened it up in the, you know, second game, they're like, oh, hey, it's a best of three series. Anything could really happen. And that's true. I like best of three. That's madness in terms of a hockey um, series. Um, but, you know, the, the team that everyone expected to win won. And uh, I think you can be proud that there was some growth with the Roadrunners. Oh, absolutely. Look, you had the Roadrunners up against a Coachella Valley Firebirds team that was just, you know, unbelievably good. This is what, a, like, you know, one of, and I won't say the, but one of the best um, teams in the American Hockey League this year. Yeah. Uh, a team that has, uh, you know, Shane Wright, you know, on their team. Um, a team that has Joey Decord, ASU grad, as their goaltender. Like, yeah. Joey Decord, who has gotten a couple of decent NHL starts. Um, it it definitely was going to be a tough matchup. And, yeah, like I wouldn't want to play against Shane Wright in the playoffs. It does not sound fun. Oh, no, it doesn't. You know, I was have I, you know, you know, I was hopeful for a lot of things going into this into this series. Like, you know. I had the con- and I had the conversation with JD last week before the series started. Um, we released it um, on right before the series started on last Wednesday. Look, look, like the like we we know what these two teams are. We know where this is going to go. I said I was optimistic in the sense that I said it's going to be two things, like t- two versions of me, or two predictions. There's the optimistic version of me. The Roadrunners are going to take one game and then force the game three and that's it yeah. the the realistic version of me says this is going to be a two-game sweep um looks like the optimistic version was right but the realistic version still had a uh, a uh, you know a you know skin in the game in the sense that you know we knew what to expect we knew that it was going to be 
like especially like if you look at these this final score for game three it was a five to one game like it's in four let's put it this way four goals in what five minutes whatever it was like well let me ask you this because it was a a 5-1 loss the the roadrunners lone goal came very late i think i saw what like three minutes left on the clock power play Mm -hmm. um do you if you if you're in that locker room is that something where you're like hey we didn't get shut out we knew that there was a chance we weren't even going to make it here we went the distance yeah i think that's definitely something to think about i think um i know a lot of people in that roadrunners locker room they hate like you know the uh you know, moral victories or they hate the, those smaller yeah. victories. Like, Hey, look at the end of the game, at the end of the day, we want to win. We want to win the trophy. Yeah. We want to win the Calder cup. Um, you know, a lot of them are probably upset that they won't. Um, but a lot of them got good experience of being in playoff hockey. Um, this is a completely different team than the Tucson Redwoods team of 2018 that made the playoffs. Yeah. Very few people, if anything, if any, I believe were on that same team. Um, I'm trying to think, uh, I'm going down the list. Uh, was Crowdy? No, I do not believe Crowdy was. Um, he's kind of like the oldest player I can think of for that one. Um, I look at, I'm looking at the roster right now. Um, and I can, I think maybe ryan mcgregor i think and that's it let's see ryan mcgregor uh looks like nah first season 2018 19 with the marlies or yeah is only uh playoff experience is uh this up or this previous series and 2021 so none of these none of these players had playoff experience um so again an expectation to that you had that you had to go into um and you know what i'm glad they, they at least made the playoffs yeah like the coyotes didn't make the playoffs um they're you know, there should be like a successful team in your program that that just makes sense for everything. And the people of Tucson, like they could use a good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are players on the Roadrunners who I would like to get that experience. Like you want Josh Stone to get meaningful hockey games. Right. Uh, you, you want Victor Soderstrom to it. Um, you know, there are definitely like players who got experience who are going to be on the coyotes or potentially not going to be signed i think this is a good evaluation game for bill armstrong oh absolutely there'll definitely be a i think based off what we saw here you're going to see some decisions made at this point um in a little bit though we're going to continue to break down the roadrunners uh series against the coachella valley firebirds as well as a uh, breakdown of their of their season, some thoughts. I'm going to share some thoughts on uh, how they performed, um, some disappointments, some surprises on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. But first, 
let's take a quick word from our sponsors on the show. So a couple of years back, I really wanted to see a band, but it was not firm plans. I ended up waiting to the last minute because I didn't know if I was going to have anyone to go with. Turns out I did. All of a sudden, I need to rush to get a ticket. And buying tickets for your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. That's why game time is a fast and easy way for you to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Uh, I'm actually looking at game time right now. They have Christopher Titus, who is one of my favorite stand-up comedians, playing at Stand Up Live this upcoming May. Definitely something I'm going to look at because with game time, you get flash deals and last-minute tickets. Plus, you get the image from the seat view. You can see exactly where you're going to be in the arena at the show. It's perfectly great. It's the place to get last-minute ticket deals. So snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So let's continue this conversation about the Tucson Roadrunners and, you know, their short Calder Cup um, run um, and their just overall season. And Carl, I'll, I'll go ahead and just say a couple of things is I, you know, I'm not just like I said, I'm not disappointed with, you know, the overall outcome, but I am disappointed on some of the decisions that were made before, um, uh, you know, before the playoffs. And here is one. You did not that the, the Coyotes organization did not paper quote paper transaction a waiver eligible Matias Michelli to be able to go down to Tucson and be a powerhouse down there in the color playoffs. Like I do not understand. Um, they traded away Cam Deneen and uh, and Dyson Mayo, two integral pieces to the Coyotes de- uh, to the sorry to the Roadrunners defense um, to kind of leave them dry. They did get Michael Castle ring, but like and outside of that, like. Um, you know, Soderstrom isn't fantastic in the AHL level, but he's great at the NHL level. It there's, you know, I feel like the entire trade deadline was so focused around, you know, getting rid of the players that we talked about um, over the over the course of that off of that trade deadline that the Roadrunners were very extremely heavily overlooked. Uh, y- I can I can definitely understand that. I think that there was it was a business decision, and if you are Bill Armstrong and Matias Michelli has had the season that he's had, you're thinking to yourself, I don't want him to get hurt in the AHL playoffs. Uh, he's already been hurt. He had a great season. Just rest him up. It, it's that rest versus rust argument. Yep. Uh, I I can definitely you know. He could have been a difference maker. Here, like, here's the question though: um, What would have been at least the hurt in paper transactioning him? At least make him eligible in the case that's like, hey, you know what? Let's 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 see what happens. I think at that point, like, because he has been in the NHL the entire season, I think uh, at that point they're like, no, he is an NHL guy. We are not going to risk him on 
a playoff game in the AHL. I mean, that is fair. I think maybe they, maybe at this, maybe at that point in the season, they knew the Roadrunners weren't going to make a make a deep run. Yeah. Um, especially when Coachella Valley and Texas and Colorado and Calgary are all just like killing the game right now. They're dominating the uh, the the Western Conference. I mean, it, it's definitely one of those things where if you look at the players who were on the Coyotes who could have been sent down. Like, they are in the hunt for a contract. They are looking to show what they can do. They are looking to make that last effort. Um, Matias Michelli is not that. He has gone up another level. Um, and you're right. If they don't think that the team is going to be going on a deep run, there's not that much experience, like, why why bother? Uh, I it, it sounds... Like, it is definitely the Coyotes putting their needs before their AHL team. And you can argue whether or not that is a good thing to do, but I think that that is what happened. I mean, it's which is fair. You know, you have to look at it in that business sense and that you have to take, you have to worry about the big club before you worry about the little one. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I think, what, like, you know, the, the not thinking about that was the downfall of the Cheka era. Um, Cause like, if you look at it, yeah, they, he did some work. He did some moves for, for the coyotes and did what they could. But like, if you saw some of his teams on Tucson, he stacked that Tucson team. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it, and I think maybe a hindered development of some people in Tucson, um, not a whole lot of people, but some people in Tucson because like they weren't able to get the meaningful reps that they were able to get yeah which i mean i think that that is one of the reasons why they went with a younger coach for the coyotes who is going to be more comfortable with bringing players up not overcooking them uh let me let me just say this i think if matthias michelli had not had as good a season as he had there would have been a better bigger chance that he would have been sent down I think that the only players who were sent down were ones that they are evaluating for future with the team. Uh, I, I kind of wish Soderstrom was not in that category, but I think at this point he, he kind of is. Yeah, I mean, I think for Soderstrom's benefit, he still has one more year under his contract. That's good. Um, so he still has another year to prove that he belongs. Um, uh, I think the Roadrunners... They do need like I, I I you know I do believe that uh, John Ferguson Jr. do does need to focus a little bit on making sure the Roadrunners can put out a team that's competitive next year. Yeah. Um. Because I think a team that's competitive is only going to help you know Dylan Gunther should he be down there, which I think he will be for a little bit. Yeah. Um. As well as Josh Don. Um. I think those two players will benefit immensely from a better Roadrunners team. Yeah. Also, players like you know Kolya Tronok. Uh, I think he would benefit from uh, a Roadrunners team. That um, Kesselring. I, I'm not sure what the team's plans are for him, but he, he had good goal numbers in the AHL, if I recall. Um, so I, I think that he was acquired for a reason. Yeah, you always want your your development league to be developing your players correctly. 
Yeah. Now here's something. Here's another thought process I want to bring by to you, um, Ivan. Ivan Prospatov. How long are we? Like, do we give him? A, like, what do you? What do you think? Like, like, do you think it's worth giving him another year? Because he's he's he did some reps in Arizona at the Coyotes. Yeah. But do you think it's deserve you get give him another shot? That is, I think, the million-dollar question right now. What are the Coyotes going to do with goaltending? Um, and it seems like Prosvetov may have taken a spot, and Ingram is on the way out. Um, I think uh, Craig Morgan had a PHNX article where that was suggested as a possibility. Um, I... I'm not sure. Here's my belief about Prospatov is I believe he is a uh, adequate or a, a fine goaltender. Like I don't think he's good and I don't think he's bad. Yeah. Um, he's fine. He's, he does the job. I think he is definitely will be a functional backup, but I don't see him at least at this point going much past that. Which I I don't know is the is the team going forward with the Melka as the starter and a more traditional starter because you know I thought Ingram started rough but right. finished strong. Uh, I do kind of wonder like does Ingram have a higher ceiling than Prosvetov? Um, you said good backup. Is Connor Ingram the the kind of goalie who could potentially? be a starter i'm not sure about that either um no one's really like claimed the spot yet it's very interesting it is very interesting and we'll kind of like break that down in just a moment um kind of get our final thoughts but first a quick word from our sponsors so let's go ahead and kind of look at things overarching carl and talk about like you know looking at the future of the roadrunners and thus the future of the coyotes um, because yeah, we talked about Prosvetov and you know what role he's going to play. Who knows what the Roadrunners' goaltending situation is even going to look like next year as well? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm really curious what the defense is going to look like next year. You know, because we talked about in the last segment and earlier on the show of you know what role Sodashim going to play, what role is Koyachanik going to play, and Kesselring. Um, outside of that, though, outside of those three players. Like, I have a hard time seeing, like, who's going to make an impact. I mean, honestly, I have a hard time believing those three players are really impact players as a whole. Like, yeah. they haven't proved anything to me yet. Um, and I think that's why, and I mentioned earlier, I was really disappointed in the trading of uh, of Cam Deneen and Dyson Mayo. I think they were um, key members of the Roadrunners defense. Um, were they great? No, they were good. They weren't great. Um, but they they did enough to kind of be a part, a really important part to that defense for so many years. If you, you know, we, I asked earlier, are there any members of the Coyotes or of of the Roadrunners who were part of that 2018 team that made the playoffs? If Deneen and Mayo were still on the team at, um, they would have been the only two. That, that's the thing, because you need 
like you needed like veteran leadership and they didn't have that yeah and i can see moving out your veteran ahl um defenseman if you think that there's going to be like a big prospect coming up who can take that spot all right and i i think the coyotes defensive prospects are one of the weakest elements uh that we continue to come back on like going back to last year's draft uh where i think we both came to the conclusion they probably should have focused a little bit more on defensemen absolutely um and i I feel like that's gonna come back to haunt them over the next couple years i i definitely see that being an issue but the good news is if you are looking for like veteran ahl guys you can get those like they they're not gonna have that same history but you can find like some good AHL leadership defensemen like mm-hmm. and just know like yeah they're they're not going to be call-ups but they're going to be good guys in the room they're going to be you know maybe get a cup of coffee uh i i do think the coyotes are going to get that cuz the blue line's looking kind of weak i'm not sure what they're going to be doing overall but it seems like it's going to be getting a lot of attention this offseason it should get a lot of attention this offseason. It absolutely does. Yeah. I think if they don't, I will be severely disappointed. But that said, you know, I think, you know, if you're looking, if I have to look at a bright spot for the Roadrunners going into next year, kind of thing to look, something to look forward to, um, the offense is, you know, going to look pretty good next year. I mentioned Dylan Gunther probably going to get some reps down there next year. Yeah. Um, you know, Josh Stone is getting his reps down there. He's started getting started his reps, you know, in, in the latter part of this season. Um, and they are going to be coached up, essentially, and kind of like in a, um, you know, they're going to get a veteran um, from Michael Carcone and, JS, and JSD. Like, JS, like JSD, like, being, you know, because he's the oldest man, he, he'd be the oldest member of the team at this point. Kind of, he's been around the road, the, AHL for long enough, but Carcone in terms of, you know, like, look, you got a skilled guy like Carcone leading the team, especially guys like Josh Doan and Dylan Gunther. Like, I think I can fully trust a guy who was the leader in AHL points this piece, this past season. On so that, that does beg the question though, is Carcone going to be with the Roadrunners next season? I think he'll probably start with the Roadrunners this season in the next season, because I feel like, I mean, yes, I'd love to see him with the Coyotes because I think he can really make an he can he can you know make an impact on a on like a you know a fourth third line, but I believe he's got like he can really play an important leadership role um, with these future stars coming in. I wouldn't yeah. consider him, I, 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 like I'm going to use star lightly, especially with Josh Jones, because like look, he's. Yes, he carries the name of his of, of his dad, but he's also a good hockey player. Um, yeah. But he's not going to be like a top six forward. He's going to be right there in the middle six, I believe. But like, still, uh, I, that that's kind of where I see Doan right now. Uh, he always has the chance to to kind of surprise me. Uh, I'm just looking at the Coyotes cap friendly to kind of see what kind of turnover we're looking at. Um, in terms of UFAs, there are only two 
um, and Laurent Dauphin and Brett Ritchie. Uh, something just tells me Dauphin is going to end up with the Coyotes organization again somehow. Uh-huh. Um, you get three uh, RFAs in Fisher, McBain, Michelli. So those look to be locks. Uh, so is there going to be room for Carcone? Does he need to be a, a call-up? Does he need to take his spot from someone? I I don't know. I, I do feel like, though, if you are setting the AHL point, like leading that pack, you should be getting an NHL call-up at certain points, uh, at least to see what you can do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I do believe Carcone has a role with the Coyotes. Like, yeah. he is 100% a guy you can – you can call up and be uh, trust to call up and perform at the NHL level if need be. But I do believe that he is like that right now at this very time, he is best served with Tucson. And I think especially with people, like I mentioned, with people coming into Tucson next year, I think he can be that great, you know, teacher to them. Yeah. I mean, definitely seems like a good, you know, player to keep with the Roadrunners. He he has that AHL experience. He can be a mentor figure. Um, I just don't necessarily want him to be leading the points next year. I want him to to earn a spot with the big club. Like he's he's twenty six. It seems like now is the time where like he needs to hit because. Yeah. You don't necessarily want to be the guy who's just only good in the AHL. You do want to take that next level, even if it's being like a third liner versus a top liner in the AHL. Oh, yeah. I mean, the the amount of money you're making, first of all, in, in, in one or the other is yeah. a lot. <laughs> Absolutely, night and day. Uh, we, we could talk about that Um his minor salary, just for example, uh, one hundred and fifty thousand, impressive. Uh, his NHL seven hundred and fifty thousand. So there's a difference minute. of six hundred thousand dollars. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Um, I mean, I'm sure he would definitely, uh, you know, enjoy getting the call up. And I think it's, it'd, be, it'd definitely be very well-deserved, especially, again, with the year that he had with Tucson. I think he would be amazing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you either have to, like, call him up or, like, trade him at the deadline to, like, a team that you think could be NHL ready. He's 26 years old. This is the time where he should be hitting. Um, and he definitely has that leadership role in Tucson. But... You know, I think if we're talking about the Tucson Roadrunners next year, we have to confront the very real possibility the Coyotes are going to steal some more players. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen without a doubt. Um, and to me, it, like it, it, it excites me, but that also upsets me because it excites me because, like, hey, I get to see some. You know, we get to see some some uh, some young blood coming out to the Coyotes, and we get to see the future grow. But I covered the Roadrunners for so long yeah. that I love to see when the team is good. Like I loved those years where, you know, that 2018 year was the first year I covered the Roadrunners full time, and they that was a special team. That was a really exciting team to watch. Um, 
I mean, it's it's a trade-off when you're a fan of an AHL team. Uh, your favorite players usually end up getting taken by the big club. Uh, but you get to have some of the coolest jerseys. Like, if you have a Roadrunners, um, like, a Roadrunners Dylan Strom jersey, that's going to be really, like, a really good find in the next couple of years. If you have a Portland Pirates Oliver Ekman Larson, uh, I kind of love you a little. <laughs> like, just having an, oh, an NHL no, no, without a doubt I'm sure there are a there's a decent amount of hand uh, uh, like uh, I say a decent amount like truly a decent amount of Roadrunners fans out there who currently have a Roadrunners Josh Jones jersey yeah I that is definitely a good one uh you are gonna want to have a Doan Roadrunners jersey yeah but on a similar note, that's for the fans. But yeah. as someone who covered the team as media, like, you know, it was awesome. It's it's awesome to kind of see the interview those players before they make it to the NHL. Yeah. Right. Getting a chance to interview Dylan Strome, Lawson Kraus, um, Connor Garland, Josh Doan, you know, like Did you see, see as Strome had a baby, like who wrote a a kid's book. That that seems astonishing for like we're talking about his AHL days. And he's the same age as me. Like <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, uh, I think professional athlete, he's got a I know I know but you the game I know, but like you know, you're always one of those people that likes that that just like hates comparing, but you do it anyways, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, I watched this in Kane when I turned 29. Nice. <laughs> let's, let's wrap this one up. Sorry <laughs> to derail. Oh, all good. All good. Anyways, we're out of time on this episode of Locked on Coyotes, though. If you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on youtube uh if you liked uh our, any of our road winners content and want to want us to uh, continue please let us know um you know when you leave a comment let us know that if you want us to continue talking about the road runners um we'll probably do that hopefully try to do more uh, next season but if you don't forget to interact with us on social media we're on facebook facebook.com slash locked on coyotes and on twitter at lo underscore coyotes i'm personally at robin underscore leonio Carl Pavlock is at five rounds. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back or in a future episode of the Locked On Coyote Podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys stay safe out there. Hope you guys stay healthy. And don't forget to howl. <laughs>